2: welcome 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 to f1 with drs jethro were you able to see my outfit did i stand up enough for you to see the full
3: outfit i mean i can see it but even in little glimpses it's pretty spectacular but the full glory of it as you walked past was was great i even got an ass shot so that was pretty cool
2: yeah as you can see they're extra short short shorts but they're attached they're a onesie with short shorts and I had some luck earlier in the year with my full body suits and I thought, let's try the shorts version. I like it. I thought you might be the only one that could handle
0: it. I mean, it's so. I really like it. It looks like you uh, got a new boat and you've been boating. You're fresh off the boat this morning. It looks
1: like a really rich
0: two-year-old.
2: Yes, I feel like I mean, like when they would dress up little boys in the 30s, yeah. like rich, like the you know Rockefeller children or the something. They shirt. went to the beach and they had a little onesie
0: swimsuit. It does looks like a child's uh, swimsuit
2: <laughs> from a 30s rich family. And then also, I thought, well, I could definitely be serving ice cream, like at an mm-hmm. amusement park with a little cart. Yeah, and this look also like an yep. outfit for that.
3: Yep, it's got a refereeing vibe as well, though, hasn't it? Mm,
2: yeah, I think though, if I sprinted. It would shred off.
3: It's that tight. I think if you were refing the next WWE <laughs> women's <laughs> heavyweight <laughs> championship, it would be pretty fitting. Well,
0: these shoes have sort of a boat shoe vibe. Yeah, they're my only blue so, slip-ons. So It's very nautical.
2: Well, it's an emasculating outfit. And I just had to ask the guys <laughs> putting the roof on the garage to uh, move their truck outside. And I was using my <laughs> very deepest voice. And I was just yelling across the great chasm right between here and the... And I'm like, guys, you got to have that. And I'm blocking my (laughs)
0: Ford Raptor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in this little ice cream outfit. Oh, what fun you can have with your wardrobe. Yeah. One decision. Uh, You always play it safe, don't you, Jethro?
3: Um, Compared to you, fuck yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you taking big swings uh, uh, by English standards?
3: No, no, definitely not. But you know, maybe <laughs> maybe when the podcast fully takes off and it, I'm inducted into a sort of Hollywood man. world. Maybe if Top Gear comes back ever then yeah, I'll go for it.
2: Well, you could be like that British golfer too. Ian Poulter. You know how he dresses, right?
0: I don't really. I know his name, but he, is he... Then I he don't working? think
2: you know him because if you knew Lashy anything
0: pants. about him, it would be how he dressed. Mm. And he snagged a photo of us in Miami and said that I stole his pants.
2: Oh my gosh, that's was right.
0: was quite possibly the best compliment I was, didn't know I was searching for. Yeah, we Again, we didn't know what you were looking like until
2: he told us. Oh, so you're looking like me. And we're like, oh, that's what it was. And yep. maybe someone, after there's a protest... If the Barbie movie triggered you, this outfit's going to destroy you. Yeah. yeah. So I'll look for <laughs> some very angry <laughs> comments about this outfit. But maybe someone will claim it. They'll go, that's my look. Yep. And then you'll know. And then we'll be like, oh, it God. It's good yeah, with a chair. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on. Floral print, stripes. Yeah. Kristen was afraid it was going to moray. Do you uh, know what that is? I definitely you must- not. Oh, wow. From all your
1: camera words, work, no. It's when there's a pattern on your... Yes, oh, you know Jethro. I'm always told that because when I do it, they're like no patterns, no sh- you know stripes, especially or that, yeah. but I don't I know the word. They'll words. shimmer on video. Yeah. Like if the pattern is yeah. tight enough and intricate enough.
0: It's, it's called moiré. Moiré.
2: Now, what is everyone doing to entertain themselves on this break? Because what I've done... already know you're laughing Matt I know what you've done (laughs) good to that (laughs) I've been going hard into the documentary world and there's so many great ones out right now and I was just wondering if you guys which one okay the Jake Paul documentary yeah watch that did you see it yeah and you watch it too Matt right No, I have
1: Laura leaves Thursday I am watching all of these
2: but you were told to we talked about it yeah we talked about it yeah Okay, that one's great. I go into it like I'm pretty sure I hate Jake Paul.
0: That's what I was going to ask. So I think we shared the same sentiment going in. Yes. And what was your takeaway?
2: Incredibly hard worker, um, quite talented, and very self-aware and knows that he is playing the role of a villain and he's doing it to great success. And I ended up feeling like I respect the guy
0: a lot. I've always thought that he was great at the marketing part and picking his opponents. Just incrementally a more difficult opponent gives him a little more credit. People are asking, like, fight a boxer. So he fights an old boxer. Fight a fighter. An old fighter. He just notching up just a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was always brilliant. And he's just not very likable. But he does own up to, like, this is business first Mm -hmm. and then fighting. Like, And that's how he's approached the whole thing. He hired that guy and he's like, we're building a business. Yeah. I'm not some guy that's just a fighter from when I was five years old. I'm an entertainer. I'm an entertainer. My entertainment's yeah. fighting. Yeah. And he fought a lot of people I didn't realize he had fought. Like, the fact that he beat Silva. When he called him out was great, too, because Dana White's like, you don't see him calling out Anderson Silva. And he, yes. then he gets on the five minutes later, gets on his <laughs> social says, I'll media. Fight him.
2: Yep. And then Jethro, this would ring a bell for you. Then he fought Fury's brother, little brother.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his only loss. And he fought Mayweather as well, didn't he? That was the older brother fought Mayweather.
1: Okay. And Tommy Fury was a great contestant on Love Island. Oh, that's Loved what I've him heard. on Love Island. Okay. He was yeah. great. It brother, went way. He was won. Him and, him and his girl won Love Island. And I watched Love Island and he talked about people realize that his brother was a boxer. Uh-huh. And I had no, that was the first time I've ever heard of tyson fury. Fury. or even tyson fury though. oh okay you know, you know. tyson fury is awesome the he's best. the most interesting guy
3: tyson fury is the best you have to interview him dax i yeah. lo- I just uh, love listening he to him seems talk. he seems so like, wonderful
2: so good yeah he's incredible he's like a white muhammad ali he, he just talks so much tyson. shit but he's got so much skill it's oh it's lovely yeah. tyson is named after mike tyson sure as he should be yeah yeah the whole family's boxers Okay. So that one's great. The Sean White doc is fantastic. If anyone's watching that, uh, that you could be getting Matt Jethro too. That's uh, now Discovery Max, this whole bundle thing. It's it's in there. I didn't even know this football player, Johnny Manziel. I was going to say, I watched that one too. You watched that one yeah. too. Have you watched that one? No. You don't remember that list. guy coming out of- No, I had never, ever heard of him. I didn't follow college football at all. Um, what an incredible player and so exciting. And one of speaking of Dyson Fury, like on a one-way path to destruction at all times. Yeah. After that, every great opportunity.
0: I really like that one. And I knew half of it. Right. Like I was involved in the hype, and he was the best thing to come out of college football and yeah. best thing to happen to that college. And he kind of changed the landscape for all the players getting money and stuff. And so I knew all that and then basically just knew he was a fuck up but didn't know any of the backstory. But just like, oh, you, you blew it. Yeah. You blew it. Well, we blew it every weekend, which yeah. is
2: incredible. The dedication to the destruction <laughs> is hard to beat. And then last, sorry for this doc detour, but I feel like everyone needs some content right now, mm-hmm. is um, maybe you guys have seen this. There's a telemarketing doc. Well, it's either on Netflix or Max. I started on one of the two last night. And it's about this guy decided to... He had a job as a telemarketer for apparently the biggest telemarketer in the country. They're the ones that would raise money for like the fireman's fund and this police station. And their racket was they'd go to these police stations or fire departments and they go, look, last year you guys fundraised 150 grand. We can guarantee you 350 if you let us take control of your fundraising. And so they started doing this and they were keeping 90% of all the money raised and still paying more still paying more than they could self-generate so it was this enormous stable of telemarketers and they were very supportive of them drinking on the job smoking grass on the job snorting coke on the job dancing on the job they were like whatever takes as long as your numbers are good and it's what a cast of characters because it's people that are great on the phone but otherwise are just complete fuck-ups and it's all this wild footage of, you know, one guy's snorting a bag of heroin in the car on the way to work. Oh, there's and actually live footage? Yes, because one of the dudes had the foresight to go like, this is a very crazy environment. I'm going to start documenting. <laughs> wow. And then tons of them are cooperating, and it's just the most epic shit show ever. I'm only at 45 Do you know what it's called? Over. Maybe Wobby Wob can suss that out for us. I know telemarketing doc probably is a great place to start. but There can't be many of them. I don't, I don't no, and in fact, so. what a tough sell. When I read the bottom of I know, it. I like, why'd nah. you even start that? <laughs> they, well, thank God they do that trailer before you're even... You, oh, yeah. It's called Telemarketers. It's called Telemarketers <laughs> right on right I mean, the nose. HBO. 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 HBO Max. Max, Max, okay. Discovery Plus, whatever the hell it all is now. But yeah, what a wild ride. So many
0: good docs out right now. So exciting. And I saw uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, yes. You went to the theater. <sighs> it's so good. And I... I've seen the first Mission Impossible. I don't know that I've seen another one. The previous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, However many there are. It was so good. Are they all good? They're all good. I'm a bit like
3: it must have started almost undercover. And now it's this huge thing because I've missed loads of it as well. But I want to see this new one.
2: They keep going. And every one of them is going to have, and I love how unapologetic they are. Every one of them is going to have a 20 plus minute car chase, motorcycle chase. In a European city, it's a given. Generally in Rome, it's a great place for those chase scenes. (laughs) Tight alleys. (laughs) A lot of tight alleys,
0: a lot of different vehicles zipping around. People sitting outside that they can blast through.
3: And you could just film in normal Italian traffic and you don't have to close (laughs) the the roads. The chaos is there already.
2: Just drive as a normal cab driver and you've got some incredible footage. But yeah, this fucking, the, this set piece, this car chase in the middle of it just won't stop. But it's always, always clever and entertaining. They just, mm-hmm. they do that better than anybody. I think for people who are so drawn to these fast movies, I don't like them because it's all CGI and I can't connect with it. It's it's like superhero cars. Yeah. But for people who are in the mood for real car chase, there's no place better than a a Mission Impossible movie. It was great. Do you think you'd do
3: the big jump, Dax? The
2: motorcycle parachute special. I would. I've said this a few times after watching him do that crazy jump. I would do it because it's not terribly hard riding off that ramp. But where he and I differ is I wouldn't do it 25 times like <laughs> he did it to get it perfect in his mind. I would just be like, I just got to prove I can do this one time and then I'm out. But weirdly, He's also just riding the dirt bike a ton in the movie, and he's hitting pretty good-sized jumps in camera. There's no tricks, no helmet, and he's, like, talking in a earpiece, so he's acting and catching air. I'm like, that stuff kind of was more impressive than the big jump off the ramp.
3: Yeah, fair play to him for doing it. It's amazing, isn't it?
2: You can't. You want to hate him. Like, every, every guy's always wanted to hate Tom Cruise their whole life, and just every time you show up, he delivers and you're like you know i just got to give it up this guy is a one of a kind we probably will never have a movie star like him again or he's just jumping off things i saw this great clip of matt damon talking about having dinner with him one time and he said hey that uh that whole scene where you were like outside of a building and you were running around the outside of that tall building how'd you get that done and he said tom goes I thought of that shot 15 years before that, started planning. So it's like he just gets these bonkers ideas and then figures out over the course of some 15 years how to do it.
3: But then wasn't he saying about the safety guy as well? Oh, yes. He was like, I had the idea. Then the safety guy said no. Then I fired him and got a new safety guy. A new safety
2: guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That was the (laughs) big turning point of the story. Well, anyway, so a lot's happening uh, as we try to make sense of our weekends without F1. Mm. We started school today.
0: Oh my gosh. That's it was, uh, crazy. The first day Ace was embarrassed to hold my hand walking up. No! Oh, he, no! He wouldn't do it. No! Normally I can just kind of put my hand down there and they'll grab it. Uh-huh. And he wasn't. Uh-huh. And I, I clocked it. And we had a little walk because there's so I kind of clocked it uh-huh. and I did it again. <laughs> and then I grabbed it. Like oh you can't hold my hand anymore and he like wouldn't say anything it's fine you know but but it was was day one (laughs) no that's it there was a
2: great article in the dallas star maybe is the newspaper Mm -hmm. written by gordon keith at the height of lawrence taylor having a lot of different issues so lawrence taylor is an enormous football player huge star also famous for doing tons of coke and having some legal issues And there was a moment where everyone was kind of against him. It just so happened that Gordon was doing a profile on him and was joining him on his errands. And he said, you know, whatever you think of him, he's also the guy that I watched drop off his 16-year-old son and say, give me a kiss. His son was like, no, I'm not giving you a kiss. Son, you're going to kiss me until you're dead. Get over here and give your dad a kiss. And like made his son give him a kiss on the lips in front of everyone. It's like, oh, he's also that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what could be sadder, though? Kiss on the lips, huh? Yeah, kiss on the lips from Lawrence Taylor, LT.
1: Never kiss my parents on the lips.
2: Never! Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I no.
1: okay. dated a girl once to kiss both her parents on the lips, and I, I no, no shade to it, but maybe there's Well, no probably some shade, <laughs> a, yeah. Let's a, own the shade. I don't know. It just, <laughs> I think after a certain age, the kissing on the lips of the children stops.
2: Mm. I don't know. I don't kiss my mom on the lips, but I definitely kissed my dad on the lips until he died. He wasn't having it any other way. He was like Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> He's like, "You're my baby boy. You're gonna kiss me on the lips." And he had enormous fucking lips too, and they were often wet, which was oh, terrible. Maybe he assumed
0: he was doing you a favor. He was doing it for you. He was doing me a favor. Yeah, What's giving the you favorite? this big old wet kiss. Yeah, wet. Huge <laughs> big lips wet lips. Yeah. Those lips moist.
2: Well, it's made me incredibly self-conscious. Like, in fact, my family makes fun of me. Anytime I'm about to kiss the girls goodbye or anything, I always wipe my lips. And they're always like, Daddy, why do you wipe? And I'm like, as my dad always had, wet. I just, just don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you give Ace a kiss on the lips, right? Yeah. Of course. Are you not going to kiss your child on the lips, Matt? I don't think so. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 lots of kisses on the forehead, the cheek, like lots of Crown hugs, of the head. lots the of I love maybe. yous, But I don't <laughs> think I can do it.
3: What's the protocol there in uh, in in England, Jethro? I think it's fine for some kissing on the lips. All I care about is like I need my son is now. So Rocco is nearly sixteen. My eldest. But he still has to definitely give me a man hug at least twice every time I see him. Like he's. Okay.
1: But no kisses on the lips?
3: uh, I don't think I kiss him on the lips. No, I do kiss him on the cheek a lot and cuddle him. And I still think of him as like a two-year-old. So yeah, he's getting big.
2: Yeah. That's a dad's job though, is to always remind the kid he's a
1: two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still get that.
2: I'm yeah. excited. I have a perverse interest now watching you raise your children, man. I got to see how they do without any kisses. You will never see it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> They'll be wearing outfits like yours, Dax. They'll be Victorian children, no affection, sent to boarding school, age three. Yeah. <laughs>
2: there's there's that very famous painting i forget what it's called but it's what it symbolizes it's a bunch of people at the park but they're all dressed to the nines it's from like the 20s or 30s and why it's such a famous and historic painting is it's like the first time that americans had a leisure like the industrial revolution had happened and this whole thing was new that people would be out at the park and they're all dressed to the night i'd look like one of those Uh boys yeah Uh uh-huh I'm going to lose a lot of male followers from this. I like it. I guess I'm also riding high off of seeing Barbie, man. I fucking loved Barbie.
0: Oh, my God. That was my other option on Friday instead of Mission Impossible. But the timing (laughs) wasn't right. (laughs) So. And again, I didn't want to shame you because I, too,
2: chose Mission Impossible before I did Barbie. So it's not like I went there first. But my God, what a send up of what us dudes do. To try to impress girls. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) I think that's why some guys don't like it is they have a very hard time laughing at themselves. But I'm watching like, oh, God, I'm guilty of half of the shit in this movie that once you see it, it's it's so embarrassing. Yeah, I got to see it. He's just got this point where he's like, can I play my guitar at you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> my old roommate used to do that of course i would have a girl over and he would just all of a sudden take out his guitar and he didn't play his guitar for weeks and as soon as the because we shared a room and he'd just start playing his guitar i'm like dude at the girl though right yes at yes, the girl yes. that i'm with yeah but by the way the girl didn't like it that's girls don't want to no, be
2: stared to at talk.
0: while you play a guitar, while you show off a <laughs> so i could play guitar i'd be playing that thing it'd be in my car we were <laughs> living in my car. We were driving
2: home and Lincoln goes, mommy and daddy ever played a guitar at you? And she goes, yes,
1: yes, has." Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've definitely played guitar at definitely a few. Yeah. I've written oh, songs for girls for yeah. sure. They weren't good, but oh, I did. Of course. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you seen it yet, Jethro?
3: No, I've not seen it. So the kids went without me, so I haven't had the chance to go. And then I've been on my own, and I thought it might be strange if I turned up at the cinema on my own as, as a just a single male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it just crazy. doesn't seem right. Well, if you go
2: wear this outfit.
3: <laughs> I went to see, um, what did I see? With the kids, I went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I saw that too. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but I do want to see Barbie, Definitely. It's incredible. It's incredible. I was going to say, Dax, I enjoyed the Gunther Steiner interview. I listened to it. Oh, you did? The day before. Yeah, it was great. Oh, thank you. He was cool. It was natural. He's such a weird character, isn't he? It's like, why do you live in America? Because I can park outside of stores (laughs) easily. Yes,
2: yes. Life choices driven by parking. His take
3: on the world is just, is out there. Well, it's very American. Like
2: some Europeans, they do, they click right into being like Schwarzenegger as well. Like he just always wanted to be American and really embrace everything's enormous. Everything's too big. And I think, yeah, a lot of people are like, wait, but why? Why is everything so fucking big?
3: <laughs> no, I get it. I agree with what, a lot of what he said. I just thought it was a great reason. And then he stopped there. He didn't list off 10 <laughs> reasons why he lived in the States. That's it like... But that was it. It was number one, front and center. I can park outside. And I think the
2: subtext was a huge yard. I think that was kind of implied in the big parking spot. But yes, he did stop. He's like, that's enough. That's the knockout punch. Why everyone should (laughs) (laughs) emigrate. He's lived the
3: life, though. He's lived the life. I thought it was great.
2: He is. And I always love when I interview people who their story is very circuitous and twisty and turny and they end up somewhere that they weren't even aiming at i really love those kind of stories where you're just like you're loving who loves you back like okay you oh you trust me with the briefcase of money in gibraltar okay i'll go and then that leads to this other thing
3: and but it's funny isn't it because when you watch him on drive to survive although he's awesome everyone loves him because he's a bit of a caricature and you can't almost reconcile that with how good he clearly must be because he's gone from really good job to really good job big manufacturers everyone loves him everyone respects him it's just there's a disconnect between like what you assume he's like and what he actually is
0: it's almost the opposite effect like he's so loved that you assume like he got here because of his personality he's such a wild card that right he doesn't deserve to be here but he's Mm. just this crazy everyone's kept him around for a while yeah yeah
2: (laughs) No, but I mean, when you learn how the Haas team actually secured a spot on the grid and you realize he is the most instrumental piece of that, you know, his relationship with Nicky Lauda and then being able to become a Ferrari, uh, you know, customer car, all those things are him, not just his goofy personality. But yeah, he's pretty lovely. He was not, if you heard, he wasn't willing to join us in our Toto reverie
3: no he was not yeah yeah he was much more uh standoffish about (laughs) (laughs) you you tried about three times he just was not having it no and i cut some
2: out Uh. Yeah, bro, (laughs) it got awkward actually actually you heard the best version of that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i guess for personality wise he'd be the rival and drive to survive of like who's the most likable yeah yeah, and the comedian never likes the jock, and the jock is threatened yeah, by the
2: comedian, yeah. you know, so I get it. Okay, well, let's now, though, get into some F1 drama. I have prepared an F1 zaddy for today, so I'll be Excellent. doing a zaddy. And Charlie has a game for us, which is very exciting. But, Matt, hmm. let's kick
1: off some drama. Okay, so one of the f- my favorite things that I found this week and I ordered it to come today, and it's not coming today. Okay. So this is a new romance novel that has been hitting the airwaves. Let me read you the book description. Okay. <laughs> Rev up your engines for a sizzling, high-octane romance. Overtake My Heart we'll, it will take oh. you on a heart-stopping ride filled with passion, speed, and heartbreak. Follow Emily, a smart and independent woman as she navigates the thrilling and glamorous world of Formula 1 racing and tangles with the irresistible charming playboy Daniel Ricardo. Whoa, whoa, will Emily whoa, whoa. Will whoa. Emily's wait. Lo- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They're using his real name? Yep. Will Emily's love be enough to tame the notorious heartbreaker? Will Daniel risk his career and reputation for the woman who's captured his heart? Buckle up for a love story that is unpredictable and exhilarating as the race itself. You'll be on the edge of your seat until the very last page. I didn't have the book, but I printed out the book cover. The kind of caption is, Thick Rick races for love.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute. What? Oh, my God. And they they put them on...
1: And he is thick Stallone's Rick. body. Oh my God! And oh, it is Danny.
2: A, I thought it was a penis innuendo. <laughs> it is Danny. Yeah, me too. That's weird. How on the double earth entendre? That's what I'm wondering. Write a book but, with you a see real what person. That
1: says the little circle
2: makes a great gift for Moms. mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so patronizing, to but me. it's not
1: a real book, is it? Yes, I ordered it. It comes today. Yeah, I
3: swear, you can self-publish now on like Amazon and stuff, can't you? Because yeah. I've seen loads of people who say they're writing a book. And I'm I'm like, there's no way you've had this published. It's
2: incredible. There's no question it was self-published, but it is a book. And then the bigger question (laughs) is, can can I write a book with known real life human beings as the leads? Well, it's. I'm going to have to ask Ricardo. Well, what. I'm going to leave him a voice. He's had to have
1: had this sent to him at some point. Like it's going, it's making the rounds now. Okay. Hold on. It's fully his
3: likeness on that body is yes, his
1: face. Yes, it is his face. Well,
2: is it his his face on his name? Really his
1: face. Well, it's not his face. It could look like any Italian, but like it uh, is his uh, face. Uh, like you got to look at that closer. It is His face and he's sitting on a... Hey, I can't
2: imagine you're not busy at this moment, but we are recording the podcast and I just learned that there's a romance novel. What's the take? Overtake My Heart. And you're a lead character in it, and I can't imagine they had your permission. I'm wondering what the legality of this is and if you're aware of it. What's the tagline? Thick Rick races for love. Thick Rick races for love. And he's straddling a Red Bull car. Yeah in your strategy <laughs> car please comment immediately okay let's see <laughs> if you get any any response okay i'm breaking in now from the future because the answer from ricardo did come in after we stopped recording and i want people to have the satisfaction of hearing that now
3: i have never heard of this i think i'm flattered i don't know but i can't say i've heard of it um I'm also assuming that you're not joking, but I'm very gullible. But uh, yeah, if you have details, send it. I'm very curious. But no, first I've heard. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Heidi's just showed me. What the hell? Anita Driver, overtake my heart, makes a great gift for mum. Thick Rick races for love. Book one of 69 in the Daniel Ricardo erotic adventure series. What
1: the fuck is this? I look jacked though. <laughs> wow, that yeah. is hot is gossip. I also. love it so much. I need a new Maybe book. Maybe he
3: wrote it. That's why he's Thick Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: It's just he's like the writer's name is just like a ghost name. It's actually him. It's called All Twelve Inches yeah. w- right, to Victory. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Danielle Danielle,
3: yeah. He won by
1: 12 inches. Oh, my God. one by 12 inches. <laughs> and I was almost like I was looking for an audio because I was like, I don't know. Should I just like ju- I got to see what this is about because I don't like to actually read. And I was like, this might be too racy for me. And then if I see him, it might be weird. I don't want to hear a love story like that. No wonder you're afraid to kiss like, your children on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're afraid if you hear this
2: romance novel, you're going to be sexually attracted to Daniel Ricardo. That's it. You should be, you should, you should be watching out. The handsome man. Oh, wow. Yeah, How exciting. I can't. Well, look, I, I don't. Oh, how do I say this respectfully? My hunch is the book isn't going to be nominated for a Pulitzer. No, I don't think so. And I hope there's an audiobook with the author reading, cause yeah, it could be the room virtually. Yeah. The movie, the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be like uh, performance on top of writing. It could be something. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to be playing clips of it as well on here if an audio book fuck. Maybe we should volunteer to read
1: this. Oh, maybe we yeah. can get Danny to read an excerpt.
2: Oh wow.
1: Okay. Lots to do. To do list is have for him. a live reading. Will be the audio yeah. version.
2: Yeah, yes. And if
1: he comes here again, we can organize a book signing, like a table out front. We'll order like a hundred copies, <laughs> which probably all of the copies. that Three been or sold. four weeks after, yeah. promised. <laughs> is there,
2: what if she's at home or he's at home printing them out one or page re- handwriting them? <laughs> <laughs> handwriting it. <to>
1: <laughs> okay. What's next? Okay, so we got a, just a bunch of like little ones. Helmet Marco came out and said that Max would put. Either a Haas or an Alfatari on pole position every time, whether it was wet or dry conditions. A lot's going around is like I feel like people are just trying to kind of like minimalize what Max is doing and be like, oh, it's just his car. It's just his car. And I guess Hamas is coming out and be like, no, it's like Checo's in the same car, Uh doing different things. By some people, do you mean Lewis Hamilton is suggesting that it's (laughs) only Lewis? (laughs) It's
0: only little it's
3: one extreme to another, though, isn't it? Like yeah. it's definitely not the whole car, but at the same time, Max is not putting a, a Haas on pole every race. It's yeah. just not going to happen.
0: I think Max is not driving a hundred percent of his ability right now, because like, he doesn't he, need. He doesn't to. need to. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he could really, if he was pushed in a shitty car, he it, could put it on. It'd the pole. be great to see.
2: They real, I mean, they have the uh, presumably they have the ability to put him at least in an Alphatari one race i mean he would never do it because now he's all about that record book and making records yeah. That can't. Oh, what be if beat? they did but that at the end of the year though yes yeah, when it doesn't fucking matter and then they could give you know yuki a shot in yeah the a little car. tryout session yeah yeah stay tuned for more f1 with drs this episode is brought to you by hotels.com i was traveling internationally last year i was in mallorca
1: I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics
2: in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want
1: any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app whether you're looking for a family friendly, right, all inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel
2: prices, ratings and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app. Here's a cool fact.
3: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: Learn more at marines.com.
3: I've got a follow-up to our sim thing. Oh, yeah? I know you were so disappointed about the sim racing that I thought they could be okay. I heard a pretty good theory about Max because he does so much sim and so much gaming on his own sim and stuff. The Red Bull has got this radical suspension that doesn't allow it to pitch and dive and move around. So from a feel point of view, it would feel strange because the car is not doing necessarily what you'd expect it to do. Uh Uh-huh. When you're a driver, you used to weight transfer, all that stuff. And the theory was because he does so much sim racing, he's honed that ability to drive the car without feeling it very much. And that might actually be making him much faster than Checo in the equivalent car, and really actually improving it, because the car doesn't necessarily give the feedback that a normal car would without this radical suspension, yeah, but because he does so much sim racing, he doesn't need that as much, I and mean, yeah he, he, he's learned to drive on the limit in a different way, basically.
2: Well, you can imagine as the car becomes more and more drive-by-wire, as they say, which is like in the old days, your gas pedal was physically hooked to your carburetor with a cable. So when you pushed on it, you were actually mechanically moving the carburetor. And same with your brakes, same with your steering input. But a lot of these things now, they can just send a signal to a little servo that would then you know open up the carburetor or not. So as you get more and more detached from it, as all this technology evolves, it is conceivable that yeah that would be an advantage in a lot of ways
3: yeah there's lots of road cars with this technology now active anti-roll bars and stuff which are trying to do the same thing as the red bull is doing which is keeping a completely flat stable platform and they feel weird because you turn the car it doesn't pitch you brake, none of the weight transfer happens you're expecting so you've suddenly got this totally different alien feeling thing so that was just an aside because i know you were so disappointed with me last week so i just wanted to bring that idea in
2: not only was i disappointed in you but i brought it back because i went and tried um matt's sim and oh yeah Yes, and he was telling me about having watched a 25-minute YouTube video to get his pedal hooked up and then a 45-minute YouTube video about his steering wheel. And I said, well, what I do think this might train you for is to be on the pit crew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if it can make you a good driver, but I do think mechanically you're having to really put
1: in the time to maybe end up on a pit crew. (laughs) Also, there's just been, like, Lewis apparently is signing his contract. It's going to be released before Dutch GP, but then immediately the next day, those rumors are squashed. It's silly season right now. The rumors coming are crazy. We do have a good one though. It's not a rumor. Remember the picture that came out of Toto and Nick DeVries sitting together in a cafe? I think that what came of that is actually Nick is now going to Harvard in September for a negotiation business school. Yeah. Negotiation and leadership. Yes. And apparently he actually never graduated high school, he said in that. So he kind of never really studied and did this things and now he's going. So I'm just assuming everyone's like, oh, what's he going to do? And I think that he just was like, give me some direction. And he's like, go to the school that I teach at. Toto
0: said, you can't be a racer anymore. So go back to school.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Also pretty great fallback plan at 28 to just start going to Harvard after not graduating high school. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I don't know how that works. I know they
1: just got rid of any kind of affirmative action and, uh, The college admissions process, I don't know how that works. Maybe he wants to become like a principal or like some sort of like, you know, he's realized he's not going to be driving, so he's got to get involved in the team some other way. Oh, I see why he would want to go to Harvard. I'm just a little curious why Harvard thinks they need Nick DeVries. Yeah.
3: Doesn't Toto do (laughs) lectures there as he greased the wheels to get him in?
2: Yeah, Toto must now be like uh, an athletic administrator where he's given three or four slots. He can just slide someone into the university without any
1: oversight. Guaranteed.
3: (laughs) Well, he loves to be in control, doesn't he? Isn't he trying to slide um, Mick Schumacher maybe into the uh, Williams to replace Logan Sargent as well? Mm -hmm. Toto just loves to be the boss man, whatever walk of life he's dealing with. He also
2: seems to have a real soft spot for losers. Like, and I don't mean that in a pejorative sense, like literally Schumacher loses his ride and all of a sudden he's his champion. And then now DeVries has lost his ride and he seems to be his champion. So I look for news of him and Nikita Mazapan here shortly. I'm sure he'll get him <laughs> yeah. with a KFC franchise or something.
0: He's not a driver currently, but his dad died at 13 or 15 totos. Yeah. Oh, he did? Of uh, brain cancer. No. So maybe he has that. Like, he didn't have it. So he's trying to be like mentoring. Yeah. Like yeah. the down and out guy trying to. Because he's to bring so little, he feels like. Well, now so... I really
2: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if he's kissing either of these guys on the lips. Most certainly. When well. he sends them off to Harvard, I hope he gives them a
0: little
1: smooch on the lips. First
0: day of class. First day of business school. <laughs> First day
1: of graduate school. <laughs> Hopefully he gives it a little wipe before. <laughs> Um, We got some really sad news coming out of Italy this morning, gentlemen. News broke a few hours ago. Our dear friend, the cat for Milino from um, the racetrack has passed away. Oh, no. Are you okay? I had a rough morning, to be honest with you. I haven't told Laura yet, and that's (laughs) going to be really rough because I think she likes... That better than everyone else. That was her last uh, hold on Formula One. Yeah, it was it's that, now yeah, done. Yeah, right. <laughs> her last <laughs> toehold. <total laughs> <laughs> nothing left. left. Oh, what, my God. What was the
3: cause of death? R- Run over or just not It cool actually. This?
1: It just said Formula is no longer with us. So maybe just ran away yeah, and got yeah, hit by a car. Just got loose. Or, or just probably it. got hit by a car on the racetrack, which seems like a logical thing to happen. That's, I maybe don't he's know. just
3: having a maybe just having a summer break. Summer that break. You're sure right for the races. Says the
2: rumors <laughs> are flying. Well, yeah, the cat's in Italy, right? Yeah, Itali- yeah, the Italians are not to be found in August. So well, yeah, let's you're just right.
1: Keep a pin in this one. All right, now. let's let's keep
2: some hope. I'm alive. holding out hope. Yeah, <laughs> I pray for what's the Shellamy? What's the, the kitty's name? Uh Formellino. Oh, God, of course. Very (laughs) on the nose. Formalino one.
3: (laughs) Formalino uno. Probably just watching some documentaries in the window of a house, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I will soon be watching a doc on Formalina, Formalina. I bet you. I'll watch any doc. So good. (laughs) Um, I'll get some just quick ones I'll go through. We talked last time about Checo having some pay cuts and things like that. Marco has since come out and said, no, that's not the situation. So that's kind of been squashed. Christian Horner is worried that in the F1 movie that Mercedes is working with um Brad Pitt, uh-huh. he's worried that they're going to be the villains, that Red Bull and Christian Horno, who, Horner, whoever's playing him, are going to be the villains of the movie. You you just accidentally said Christian Horner,
2: and it does yeah. make me wonder if when he was being cheeky with girlfriends, he would yeah say Christian Horner's here, Hornos here. <laughs> Christian Horner's <laughs> Well, who's coming over? Christian Horner or Christian Horno?
1: Oh, <laughs> Christian it's his, Horno. It's his party alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> um, the FIA, because it's looking like the teams are going to squash the 11th team. So like Andretti coming in, that's oh. what the team's consensus is. They're going to do what they can do to squash it. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And FIA is now looking to take legal action if the teams refuse to allow it. So there is going to be a battle coming up. And... Basically, like Alpine, then the rumors were coming out and Marco said that Andretti should buy Alpine instead. Then Alpine refused this rumor and said, absolutely, we will not be being bought out by Andretti. We will not be bought. Yeah. Well, I mean, this proves the old axiom,
2: mo' money, mo' problems, because Mm. this shit's all a response to this huge surge in gross income from this sport that's got eight years ago
0: they would have let him in because of the name and yeah the publicity but now they don't need it they would have gone to 40 teams
2: Mm -hmm. i don't care it's like we're splitting up nothing let's get some more action in here
1: yeah we have um helmet marco because there were rumors that lando norris can i just say really quick when you every time you say like
2: helmet marco came out and said this i do picture him like um you guys are too young for uh lord of the crystals i think it was But I picture, like, a Muppet coming out of a cave, like an old (laughs) wizard. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you something more. He really is. I have a new tidbit. This one is about Chaco. We will pay him the same.
1: (laughs) And then he retreats back, back into, into his cave, <laughs> cave. I need to find every quote of the week, and I'm just going to give it to you, and you do Toto, and then you do Helmut Marco like this. Okay. Um, he, because Lando Norris, everyone was like, oh, he's probably going to go to Red Bull, and he's like, yeah, of course, this would be good for the fans, but it's absolutely not good for the team. So, obviously, he doesn't want anyone that's really going to compete with Max.
2: Yeah, they're pretty transparent about the fact that they don't think a great rival is the solution for yeah. a good team. In fact, they were kind of critical of bringing George Russell into yeah. Mercedes. I think it was yeah. Helmut, right? Yeah, He came out of his cave and he's like, go bring
3: George. <laughs> but did you see Leclerc was talking about, Checo as well, talking about how big the gap was and how it was a big surprise and basically maybe… I don't know, maybe making some noise to get himself in that second seat as well. Maybe at least plant the seed. I do seed.
2: feel like, and I don't know why, but just given how they race each other, if ever there was teammates that could potentially work that are both great, I do feel like that would be the combination. Because you just look how Max raced him versus how he raced Lewis, and it was pretty staggering.
3: Everyone knows Max is great, but if you want that legacy, if you want to be the best ever, and there'll be arguments whether he is or not. I feel like you have to at least once have a teammate who is top draw. You know, I, f- I feel like yeah. he's good enough. He shouldn't be afraid. He's—I'm a- sure he's not afraid, but he shouldn't be worried about it. I—I I feel like he could have Leclerc or Hamilton, whoever in the team. And if he beats them, it's not going to be as big of margin as it is with Perez. But it's only going to make him look better and create this even yeah. bigger legacy around him. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not pushing for it.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. that like- brings me to the best doc. I didn't mention the Oscar de la Hoya doc. Yes. That man made a name for himself by ever, whoever the toughest guy was. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'll fight him. You think I'm cute and pretty? I'll fight him. I'll go up three weight classes and fight Bernard Hopkins. Like, yeah, I agree. If he wants to really yeah, end bring all the debate, who's the next best driver, bring him on. Yeah. Everyone can vote and make that guy, my teammate. And we'll see. Yeah. And we'll be in the same car. Well, on that same topic, we had Lewis saying, do I want to be as fast as max? Of course. Would I like to have a car that's as fast as him? Of course. If I was in Sergio's car, Max would not be having the same good time he's having now. Uh, uh. I have got bad news for you, Lewis. He'd be having even a better time. (laughs) Because yeah. he'd be having more fun beating you than yeah. he is Perez. He'd be so way more motivated. You're actually wrong. He'd be having way more But
3: why fun. not do it? That's the question, you know? Why not do it? Can you imagine if Red Bull signed whoever it was, Leclerc, Hamilton, whatever, the first race of next season, the entire world's population would tune in to watch, yes. wouldn't it? That You couldn't lose. And also, Red Bull are in this weird situation because Perez is always so far behind and Max is so far ahead, they get no TV coverage whatsoever, basically. You see Max take off at the start and you see him cross the line. Everything in between is everyone else. That's a great point. I feel like at least if there was two racing each other and it was proper two heavyweight mega drivers, they would get so much more love and attention from the TV coverage as well.
1: You're surprised sponsors aren't pulling out of Red Bull being like, we're getting no coverage here. Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone still wants to be associated with the
2: winner. Yeah. That's pretty uh, invaluable. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you, Jethro, where do you think they prioritize? Or let's give a percentage because is it true to say that all they really want is Constructors' Championship? No. That they really wouldn't care? But no, they love having this dynasty, right? Yeah,
3: of course they love it. But I think even to the manufacturers, it's secondary. Maybe not to someone like Ferrari, because they love to talk about how many Constructors they've won. But people don't count. People aren't excited about who won the Constructors' Championship. They're excited about the Drivers' Championship. And it's great to have both. But I'm pretty sure if you offered Red Bull first in the world drivers or first in the constructors, they'd take the drivers first. They just would, because it's the one everyone cares about. It's the one everyone talks about. And when they talk about it in the news or on TV, it will be Red Bull world champion Max Verstappen. You know, they, they're not going to talk yeah.
0: about No one talks about constructors' championships. Yeah. Well, and for all of Sergio's up and downs, he's still in second by a lot. Like, he, he's he got a lot of cushion. So, I mean, yeah. they're doing as best as they can. Like, they can't have first and first, so. Right. But imagine first and second
3: racing for 70 laps yeah. and crashing into each other. It'd be so good. Yeah, it'd be great
2: for us. Yeah. Max would do some crashing if he had to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He so would not. whoever they bring in to prove uh, that they belong there.
3: Also, you okay. could do, imagine if they signed Hamilton, you could do an entire new documentary just about that relationship for the whole year like as a commercial thing it's genius like the yeah can you imagine hamilton versus max their own dock they can control it it's not drive to survive but get those guys in to do it it'd be amazing
2: yeah i think quality would be really exciting i don't know why but i just i personally don't think Lewis is a huge threat to Max in the race <laughs> uh, over 70 laps I just don't you're so but in I love think, with Max I, think so. I love it. well also I'm just being realistic about who's at their peak I mean to be fair this is you know when Ollie's fighting guys in the later stage of his career and he's getting beat by Holmes like you know it's not entirely fair to compare a 38 year old driver to a 26 year old driver that's 12 years it's true yeah. so for, I think tactically it would be smartest for max to pick lewis as his driving partner because then he'd be beating a champ every you know the best driver of all time he'd be beating every week and it would be easy as opposed to leclerc lando i think that's more dicey of a proposition
3: it's funny because they talk about having two top drivers potentially taking points off each other and letting someone else into the gap but it would be like having alan prostenette and senna back in the day mclaren won what 15 of 16 races or something mercedes aren't going to suddenly start winning loads of races because hamilton and max are distracting each other like they're still going to wrap everything up i i I don't know it just seems like just to have one time in your life that like fantasy league thing where you have the two top drivers together would be so nice have you guys seen this
2: animated graph on uh Instagram where they are showing constructors' championships per race team and it's like 12, 25, 40. Then you get to, yeah, yeah, or it's races one, I guess, yeah. per team, and then it just starts getting like exponential, right? And of course, Ferrari's last, I think they have the most, but. For me, as a new person to the sport, like to see McLaren as the other one that's just like a skyscraper yeah. on this graph oh, compared oh. to most. I mean, they just have won so many. Like Williams has Williams. won more than Red Bull, yeah. which you're like, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Then you get to McLaren, it just shoots up, and then Ferrari with hundreds of wins. So many.
1: Yeah. 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 So we talked about power units and like, like differentials in the power units and some teams were complaining that theirs weren't the same wanted to upgrade. So the FIA is looking to give, if basically in 2026, if your power unit is 3% below everyone else's power unit, they might give extra development time for those power units. So mm. that could be interesting. We also, have, I'm curious about your guys' take on this. So Oscar Piastri kind of in an interview said, and I'll read the statement, it said, the Australian driver believes that if someone causes a red flag during qualifying, their lap time should be deleted. Currently, if a driver crashes and causes a red flag, they keep the previous lap time they have put on the board, sometimes resulting in others being eliminated, but the crashing driver getting through to the next round. What do you guys think about that? I like it. Me too. Me too. Okay,
2: hold on. On the surface, (laughs) yes. I don't want someone to give fastest lap then intentionally crash. But you have to also acknowledge that at least half of these crashes aren't going to be their fault. Either there's rain all of a sudden to turn nine, nobody's fault, or someone does something to them and they crash. Like, what about in those situations? So I now you I, have this weird rule where it's like, well, if it seems like they
0: did it intentionally, then yeah. I say I like it because I would crash intentionally. I personally would set the best lap. <laughs> I'd be the first one out. Uh huh. Get any time, really, and yeah. then just put it in the wall. <laughs>
2: Why do crash it? Why not just put it in park on the straightaway? Act like your motor gave out. Turn it And around, then get it back. Oh, shit. He just, he's hes an idiot. He forgot to flip then
0: the switch And maybe do another half <laughs> half lap and do it again, really. Just. Yeah. I think by race
3: 12, they'd have an idea what was coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't know. I just
2: think in the version we're all thinking of, yes, that should be a rule. But in the probably more often, yeah. someone actually...
0: Crashes through no fault of their own. Well, there's only been what once that was debatable. Perez's Monaco quote. that was the one time where maybe he did it on purpose. Well, and then what do we do about a teammate crashing intentionally to protect another
2: teammate? Yeah. You know, because uh-huh. that seems to have happened perhaps as well. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I don't know. That's a tricky one to enforce. And lastly, just just one more kind of rule change another driver wants is George wants Park for May to be removed from Sprint weekends. Which that kind of also makes... I don't know a park for me. So when before qualifying, you cannot change the car setup at all. So once you go into qualifying, whatever car setup you use is locked into place and you can't change the downforce, you can't change the tire pressure, anything you can't change. So he's saying in a sprint weekend, there's different races. You kind of need to be able to change that car setup a little bit.
0: Mm. Okay.
2: All right. I say yes to that one. Yeah. When you hold it to a vote, great.
0: (laughs) I think they could, should change it whenever they want. Who cares?
1: Yeah.
2: The more time, anytime they change it, the more action ensues because people don't understand what it, or they get it wrong. Yeah. So That you know. would be more fun. Ferrari would just get it wrong all the yeah. time. <laughs> I love like adding, you have to have a full cup of hot tea on one of your pit stops. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Because guys are going to burn themselves. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch. You got to get the helmet and the Hans off, or maybe they do it with a straw. Or well, maybe that should be like a Tom Bowler.
3: And once per season, Ferrari have to call the strategy of every team up and down the pit lane.
2: <laughs> I would love that. They're running all comms. It's like a pizza shop that's way too busy on a Friday night. Guys are yelling across. <laughs>
0: okay, Charlie. Do you want to um, initiate this game? Yeah, I thought we could do a little fantasy kind of draft oh, with these drivers. Wow. Okay. So explain this to. Us. I, I set this up. We have a grid here, and we have an eight dollar budget mm-hmm. for our fantasy formula team. And I've I've arranged all the drivers loosely based on their standings this year into different price points. Mm-hmm. So we have Max at six bucks. Mm-hmm. We have Perez, Alonzo, Hamilton, and Leclerc at five. Mm-hmm. We have Russell, Sainz, Norris, and Piastri at four. Stroll, Ocon, Gasly, Albon, Hulkenberg, and Ricardo at three bucks. And then all the rest, Botas, Joe, Sonoda, Magnussen at two bucks. So if you had $8 to spend, what's your dream team? You either go, you know, Max and someone shitty. Yeah. You can go, you know, a five and a three, two fours, two guys middle of the pack what's your dream team?
2: I love this setup. First of all, this is incredible. One thought I have is I almost feel like if you get max, that should be $8. Yeah. I, you I, actually don't have two drivers on
0: your team. So rights. I thought that as well, but you need a second driver, I assume. So <laughs> I tried to put the bottom of the barrel to uh, be the only option if you pick max.
2: Okay, well, I feel like you've had the most time to think about this, so maybe you should hit us with yours, unless
0: you wanted to go directly well, last. As a just first glance, I think I'd go Hamilton and Albon. You would go, so I'd go a five a five dollar pick. Albon. Wow. as my vet. He's going to give me the experience in the garage. Okay, and I like Albon. And really quick,
2: what about, are the points that they garner directly related to the points they actually score in the race? In fantasy football, if they get oh. X amount of yards, they get X amount of points. So is this like a direct yeah. correlation yeah. to the points they actually score? Yeah. Okay, great. Like
0: if you great. were going to go start your own team and you could yeah. you could pick your own. Okay, great. You can't
3: not have Max, can you? I think that's
0: the problem because I mean, he's going to yeah. win. Yeah. So
3: I would have Verstappen and it's for the rest of the season. It's just,
0: yeah, like if we yeah. started our own season. And you're going for constructor title. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. I see. I get it. Um, so
2: if you had second and third every week, you'd be scoring more points than Max.
0: then, then Yeah, than mm. first and last. Mm. Mm.
2: Well, it's so hard to know with the, the state of McLaren. Are they gone again or are they back? Because Norris is a fucking steal at four yeah. bucks if they're <laughs> yeah. going to stay consistent.
3: Yeah. Well, Norris and Piastri could be a good bet if you were doing. Four. Yeah, it could be. I would say Max and Sonoda. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's what I would have picked. Yeah. <laughs> or Joe, because he's, I think that car's getting a little bit better as well. It seems to be a little bit better. But yeah, I would say Verstappen and Sonoda.
2: And you think Joe is better than Botas?
3: Botas is strange, isn't he? He sort of went completely off the boil and disappeared, and now he's come back a bit. But he doesn't seem consistent. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one.
1: He did say he's going to stick around and kind of like uh, continue his Audi. retirement no, do the Audi thing on the track he's going to go to Audi who okay. did yeah who did Botas was saying he'd like to stick around and kind of do the whole
3: yeah of course he would you Can imagine how much money Audi yeah. will be paying
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'll, stay. Me up I'll too. stay yeah they're not going to hire
2: Botas I just got to say that's not going to there's no way
3: yeah th- I don't think so be science and someone
1: else yeah, yeah and science would be the second maybe okay so uh, who's your pick this is tricky there's so many options I just want to not take Max just for fun I would go maybe like a Russell Norris. That's that's nice. Well done. That's but I nice. almost want to take Piastri because Piastri's really liking driving that car more than Norris. Norris is openly saying he still doesn't like the way the car, it doesn't suit his style. And I think Piastri might start to inch ahead of him as his time goes on.
2: Now, there's two things. If I was really doing this, am I really doing this? Then I would go <laughs> Verstappen and... <laughs> And Sonoda, <laughs> is that
3: what you would pick? Are yeah. you yeah, That's Joe? what I pick. No, I pick Sonoda. But we can have the same team. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's you got to pick because Sonoda sometimes gets a point, and Max always gets twenty six. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you're gonna do pretty well, I think, on average. But I will say, very tempting. Another great combo, I feel like, would be Perez and Gasly or Albon. Yeah, you know. that would be good. Because Perez, what's second place? Sixteen points or yeah. Yeah. eighteen? Eighteen it's okay, 25 so you got to find
1: nine more points yes yeah. and he's fighting for his career at this last leg of the season here Albon gets some points you yeah, have to yeah. get like one or two yeah.
3: right tops I would say Perez and Stroll would be a decent bet yeah. if Aston Martin find a bit of form again that could be quite strong
2: yeah that's a tasty combo let's do Wabi 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 do you, you want to get that combo I want that combo in the mix that's a really good combo Perez and Stroll
3: Perez and Stroll Have you added up how they would have done up to now? Have you had a look at some of the combinations? It'd be interesting to know, like between the first half and the second half of the season. We should have a we should do it, tot it up.
1: Well, actually, we could probably look up right now what the points
2: are and figure it out. Well, the bottom line is, if you add second and third place together, you don't get Max, do you?
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, eighteen and fifteen. So
2: no, no, I mean right now in the standings, Max is one hundred and twenty-five points ahead of Perez. Is anyone below Perez? It's Alonzo next. And he didn't have a hundred. Does no. he have hundred twenty? Perez has one hundred eighty
1: nine, and Alonso has one hundred forty nine. Also, okay. oh,
2: that that does pass Max, but those are those on are, the same five dollar right? You really thought this through. This is bulletproof.
0: And then Ham, yeah,
2: Hamilton's got one forty eight. Oh wow! What does Verstappen have? Uh,
1: Three fourteen. Crazy. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Three fourteen. So I'm only sitting at one hundred sixty eight points between my two. Picks. From your pick. But that Norris has only just started to, perform. and I'm at Jethro and I are at 318
2: or something. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're Yuki has three. Charlie, three.
0: What, Charlie, what were your picks again? <laughs> yeah. Hamilton and Albon.
1: Oh, one, boy. One. All right. Wobby was 148.
0: So you're at 158. So
1: you're the lowest in points right now. 159. <laughs> stick. We could have
2: thought of this system before <laughs> we <open>. all <laughs> Just look right now. Stick with that.
1: But it starts Ooh. now. So it's like. Yeah, who it, knows? Second half of the season, people got lazy. And Max Max could have a couple. He's due for a DNF at some point. I don't know. That could be a big hit. Yeah. If we only have Sonoda on the grid, we're fucked.
2: But we'll (laughs) find out. (laughs) We will find out. Okay. I love this game. And how much? What's the buy in? What do we.
3: Oh, here we go. What do we
2: owe? Uh, we uh, low, what, we like million. <laughs> let's
3: go two million. Why don't we just zero the game up to now and then re-
0: reapply? I think that would be a good. Start. That's okay. Just zero. No, I zero. I really have game. all the games going at once. <laughs> I put eight dollar budget, but I really meant eight million. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. perfect.
2: I'm in. When my picks, I'm in. we will be splitting with Jethro. But that's okay. We'll be taking eight off of you two. Uh, okay. Well, let's do quickly uh, F1 Zaddy's oh, yeah. segment. Shit, one last thing I forgot to talk about when I talk about the docks. Did anyone see Connor McGregor driving his Lamborghini boat? That's yeah, going to be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course you did, right? I knew you had. had you, have you seen it, Jethro? Yeah. You man? No. Oh my god, I can't believe you. We've well, seen something doing? on the internet you haven't seen. Yeah. We've all seen his Lamborghini yeah. yacht and him on the back of it and stuff, but this was footage of him driving it. And I'll add around other boats. Yeah. Going <laughs> pretty
0: speed <laughs> I don't know about full speed, but very fast. <laughs> Couple
2: things. Let me just say, too, he would kill me. I have no illusions that I'm bigger or tougher than, let's just be very clear. He would treat me like the little boy in this striped outfit I am. He would embarrass me. But when he's driving that boat, he, he looks really small. You're like, wow, he's short. Like He's, he's a small guy. Is, he's barely at the controls, and he's kind of sitting on the seat, but he's really tiptoeing. That's just one thing that doesn't imbue a lot of confidence. It looks like the machine's way bigger than him that he's trying to control. Second is he's just kind of like, he's on and off the throttle, he's swerving. I just, <laughs> just that little snippet I saw, is, I can't think of any place I'd want to be less and there's a passenger on his
0: Lamborghini well, yacht. I don't think there were any. I was going to say, that's why there's
3: never passengers. He's like the because, loneliest man. He's got some 16-year-old kid in charge of his Instagram account, and he's the yeah. only person who will get on the boat with him or go anywhere. Yeah. That was my thought. That was my thought.
0: He has his, like, big yacht, and so the first video he posted was of someone else trailing in his Lamborghini boat. Oh, okay. A captain of sorts. Uh-huh. And then the next video is him driving it. But there's no one on that. His his family's not there. It's whoever is filming. That's it. There is not the another best. person on there. <laughs> okay. So he's got this whole thing that's either driven by him solo or his it, captain trailing his yeah. other boat.
2: <laughs> and that sounds like a non sequitur, but it's actually not a non sequitur for the zaddy I picked. It's actually in perfect keeping with Jos Verstappen. As much as we've talked about him, yeah, oh, yeah, oh we haven't had him as a zaddy. So I just want to tell you some things about Yost. Some of them, you know, will be familiar to you already, but there was even more stuff that was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he himself, I think maybe we first talk about his father, Franz. And a lot of this I'm going to be reading comes from an article in the US Sun. I want to credit them. Yost inherited his no-nonsense approach to parenting from his own tough guy father, Franz, a publican- and later, ice cream parlor owner from Southern Holland is publican, an owner of a
3: pub. Jethro, it is. Yeah, yeah. For it, it is. For which read alcoholic.
2: Okay, great. So he owned <laughs> he owned a bar and then an ice cream parlor. That seems comedic, just uh-huh. right out of the gates. Okay, Yo started carding when he was eight years old. Max is really third generation of this or second generation of this overbearing father making a race champ out of his son now let's get into some of the controversy of Jos. well let me just say he drove for eight years in Formula One and he drove for seven different teams in that eight years so he moved around a ton Wow. in 1998 just a year after Max was born Jos and his dad which would be Franz were each given five years suspended jail sentences for fracturing a man's skull. So we know about that. Mm-hmm. That was a dispute at a karting track when Max was one. They reached an out-of-court settlement with the unnamed 45-year-old victim who was part of a group that had been arguing with the Verstappens about who got to use a karting track in the Belgium town of Lanakin. Now we fast forward 10 years. December 2008, Jost was back in court in Tongarin, having been charged with assaulting his wife of 12 years, Max's mom, when his son Max was 11 years old. He was accused of using threatening language, and there were also claims that his estranged wife's tires had been damaged three times. I think we've said that on here in the past. <laughs> Yos was cleared of assault, but found guilty of sending threatening text messages and of violating a previous restraining order. Wow. He was fined and sentenced to three months probation. Now, three years later, November 2011, it was reported that Yost assaulted his unnamed 24-year-old girlfriend in a hotel room in Venlo Holland after an argument got out of hand. He denied the allegations saying, there has been an altercation. Yes, that's all. Then in January 2012, this one's going to hit you guys right in the solar (laughs) plex. We didn't know this one. In January of 2012, he was arrested for attempted murder. What? <laughs> Following claims he drove a car into his ex-girlfriend in the Dutch city of Roermond. Into
1: his ex. Holy <laughs> shit.
2: Guys, you do <laughs> I just not Just saw her and to swerved. T- Yo. Holy shit. He was released after two weeks in jail when the charge was withdrawn due to lack of evidence.
1: Oh, my God. Attempted murder. Uh And just lack of evidence. So he probably did
2: it. What would the odds be of a coincidental, uncontrolled accident into your ex-girlfriend? By a a professional professional driver.
3: driver. (laughs) By a former Formula One driver. He didn't
1: lose control. (laughs) What more evidence could one need?
2: I mean, this actually, would be that's impossible. what he said in court.
1: He's like, I drove for eight teams in seven years. I obviously can't control a car. They're <laughs> like, all right, you're engulfed fine. Engulfed in a fireball?
2: <laughs> wow, man. I didn't. I don't know how this wow. one slipped through our yeah, analysis of Yost. attempted murder. That's incredible. Now, I'm going to be clear, though. He was clear to those charges, or rather, they were withdrawn due to lack of evidence. Probably wasn't clear that he hadn't accidentally lost control of the car. <laughs> He's got a couple of great quotes that I I read along the way. He said, I never speak to Lewis. He doesn't need to speak to me. I am nothing to him. I respect him as a driver, but the rest, nothing. Max and Lewis only speak on the podium, very little. When I see Max with other drivers, I think they get on very well. But with Lewis, nothing. Lewis is in his own world. Hmm. Yost is very fertile and romantic. He has five kids with three wives.
3: And he's only tried to kill one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: Uh, He has Max and Sophia from his first marriage, and Sophia also races. So they are 26 and 24, respectively. He has a second daughter, Blue Jay, who was born in 2014. So that's probably the the nine year old.
0: That's the track. Yeah, that was the
2: one. Yeah. So that's presumably Max's half sister. And he has. Two other children, Jason and Mila, four and three years old with his third wife, Sandy. So he has a four-year-old and a three. He has younger children than you and I, Charlie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's still currently married to her?
2: He appears to still be married to Sandy. Yes. Yes.
0: No allegations there. No. No. We haven't checked this morning yet. So that could have... have Uh, He's
1: learned to be a bit sneaky in his time. uh, One last quote from Yos. I
2: found the time with Max much more fun than my own career. Put it this way. I did more for Max's career than for my own career. So that's like a dose of bitter and sweet. It sounds like he's claiming he would have been as good as Max if he had put the energy Mm in his own career. There's a little bit of a backhanded self-compliment there. But also kind of sweet that he's enjoyed Max's career more than his own.
0: What's he going to say? Max is (laughs) the best driver there is and probably ever will be. And... What's he going to say? That his career was better and more enjoyable? I mean, you got to say that. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Just
0: what a guy. I also
2: was thinking like, <laughs> I don't know how much of this has to do with living in Holland, but like, you know, attempted murder, fracturing a skull, restraining, like you're going to spend some time in prison
1: here if you do
0: that it's kind of It's also not the stereotype I imagine coming out of Holland for some reason.
1: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Also, he must- have some issues traveling. Cause like if you're in Canada and you even just have a light conviction, like when you were younger, like a, you know, you were caught with like three grams of weed before it was legally. Yeah, you can't T-boned an ex-girlfriend in an intersection <laughs> so going 90. Yeah. He has charges. So there's probably races that he's not allowed to go to. Like, has he been to the U S to a race? Cause it would seem like oh, he wouldn't yeah. be allowed here.
2: Well, he's certainly allowed in Texas yeah. down for the Oscar. As <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, long exactly as you've
2: never killed a horse, yeah. come uh, on down did he have did any, he love austin love texas
0: did he have any success racing was he he had a couple podiums
2: that was in his rookie year uh interestingly what? enough i think he you know in his defense he never was driving for a great team he was schumacher's he teammate, was, yeah. teammate though for a minute he was, which is pretty he interesting
3: was yeah he was a good driver i think he was a really good solid formula one driver he wasn't a max but
1: they used to call him yoss the boss he's winning in rally car now he also won uh, Le Mans
2: outside of, uh, after his F one career. I think in 08, he won uh, a prototype class, which is. Serious. I mean, eight
0: years is still a long time to be. Yeah, that top fire. You know?
2: Yeah, it's eight more years than any of the four of us have driven in Formula One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's
3: undoubtedly a tremendous yeah. driver. Although, would you want to be the man who fired Jos Verstappen? That's that's why he hung around so long. Everyone was too yeah. scared. <laughs> well, listen. There's
2: there's no way for us to uh, confirm whether or not it really happened but it's not just that he was accused of slashing the tires it's that three different times i mean that's mm-hmm. it's one thing to go slash someone's tires once yeah who hasn't right we've all <laughs> slashed everyone's tires who's wronged us but but three, only three two tri- times is the limit <laughs> yeah two times and you gotta start asking yourself questions how many tires have you slashed
1: i've never slashed a tire. okay charlie yeah, yeah, yeah. no i don't think i have either no jethro Not. No tire slashing. Oh, look at us. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Real feather That's in our, stand our up the one
2: boys. thing we've done. I've
3: correctly. run over several ex-girlfriends, but I've never slashed <laughs> any
2: tires.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Always on accident, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All charges. No dropped. evidence. Maybe when reflecting back on his driving career, he's like, you know, I had a great
3: career. Only lost control of the car <laughs> once
2: uh, when I saw my ex-girlfriend crossing <laughs> in <the> intersection. <laughs>
3: i was parked at the time but i very quickly (laughs) started moving
2: started got in my car started it tailed and then executed the pit maneuver that i'd seen on cops well he's
0: probably more disappointed that he missed
1: yeah Uh, oh it's like missing a corner it's devastating man i mean that's real. i mean
2: I'm giggling about. But that's fucking nuts behavior. Yes, Smashing into someone's car
0: intentionally. Whoa. Also, but the one with his dad and the karting fight—that's pretty gnarly too. Because didn't they start beating him with like wrenches? <laughs> yeah, and they they they
1: kicked him in the head or something like that. Or, no, there was something—an object that they beat them with. There was, they, I there was a tool with.
0: involved, in and oh. a, a tool, a garage tool is—that's another level too. <laughs> it but is.
1: That's yeah. also something else to get in the scrap with your father. Like at Whoa. your son's this Yes. <laughs> With your father at your son's race. <laughs> like that is a bonding uh, experience. Yeah. My dad tried to get us into a,
2: many fights together. Many, many <laughs> fights. Yeah. <laughs> Famously one time was that was, he pulls into the gas station. He's got to go in to get cigarettes. I'm already on TV at this point. It's not like I'm anonymous. I'm sitting in the passenger seat while he runs in to get a pack of smokes. And I'm, like, maybe looking at my phone. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the wheels. Like, get out. Get out of the car. Come on. We're going. We're going. I'm like, what? He like, pump the gas? I opened the door. What? He's like, get out. Get out. On, there's two guys are coming out of the gas station. Oh, my God. So, like, get out of the car. Now, I'm standing next to my dad. I don't know what has happened inside the gas station, but these two dudes walk out, and my dad's like, yeah, one now, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, points to me, like, I'm with someone, too. And these guys looked at us like, oh, my God, look, this father-son fighting. They were oh, so no. embarrassed for us. Oh, no. They just kept walking and got in their car. I'm like, what on earth was that about? <laughs> it's like, oh, I was at the counter first, and they said this, and I told <laughs> them, you <"Me laughs> fucking get in line. And they, d-. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, oh, my God. Dad, you know I can't be in dust-ups at the mobile <laughs> <laughs> gas station in Wald Lake, Michigan anymore, right? Those days are kind of behind me. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, so fun getting to chat with you guys. And, um, you know, the racing's going to be here before we know it. We're going to yeah. blink. We're Next week, Jethro. Pre-race. Next week is what? Pre race. Pre race. Yeah.
1: And then you're going to be here, Jethro. So exciting. Oh, big news for everyone. Jethro's going to be. Kisses here. on the lips.
3: Yeah, the only possible issue is the U.S. Embassy currently has my passport, no and boy. they should be putting my visa in it and sending me my passport. So. All the timelines work, but I haven't got it back yet. But yes, I hope to be there. Oh, I don't like hearing that. I know. Nor me, but ha- it is what it is. But I'll be there. I have confidence in the U.S. Oh, Embassy. Yeah.
2: I hope we one day have the budget to bring the show to you. Wouldn't it be great to get up there to fucking rainy England? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe oh, fall yeah. when it's getting
3: enchanted going into the holidays.
1: We should just also commit to go to Silverstone next year.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, we should go no, to Silverstone.
3: And you guys come. I went to Goodwood this morning in my Porsche. I did my first track day in my Porsche at Goodwood. You guys would love it down there. It's so gorgeous. And it's like. Can you just arrive and do a track day there? Or no. You, there was it part of a media Yeah, thing? One, No, one of the magazines I work for runs their own track days for readers and everything. So I went down and just oh. first like proper shakedown. I've not driven around it before. I've been there a million times, but not driven around it. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. You guys would love it.
2: Yeah, I I really want to go to that. In fact, I almost want to go to that more than I want to go to Silverstone.
3: Well, the revival is in, I can't remember, a few weeks in September sometime. And that's when all the like XF1 drivers drive... Old cars, so Goodwood was shut back in whenever it was sixty something, and so they do races, but only for cars up until that point when Goodwood was shut the first time round. So Jensen Buttons racing AC Cobras and like all oh, oh, loads ah. of top level F1 drivers driving these old sixties muscle cars and and race cars. It's mega. It's really fucking cool place. You, yeah, you'd really like yeah. it. It's the most like, and he's so clever at making it like quintessentially English. Do you know what I mean? So for Americans, it's amazing. It's like walking onto a Hollywood set of what England Mm. is, you know? Yes, yes, yes.
2: I'll wear this cute little outfit, I think.
3: (laughs) Well, in the revival, you have to go in costume as well. So if you go to watch (sighs) as a spectator, you have to go in period. We don't have to go in period costume, but everyone does. So if you don't, you feel like a real outsider. So everyone goes Um. as like Navy officers or you know raf ah. pilots or or like the girls go for anything from like 1930s up to 1960s oh now we're if talking. we all win
2: as peaky blinders as the shelby's that would work
3: right yeah, yeah. That look yeah yeah
2: all that stuff okay. yeah it's really good cool <laughs> guys this is the trip we need to take oh yeah. man well until next week when we'll have a race preview for the dutch grand prix we encourage everyone to push, push 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 push